Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal! These guys are good! Scary good! And this crowd is going bananas! As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello everyone, welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am back after a quick jaunt down south. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, colleague, friend, and the NHL betting expert here at the Action Network, Nick Martin. Nick, this is going to be a jam-packed episode. What we're going to do here, since there's only two games on Tuesday night, we're going to break those two down. That's the Sabres and Habs, Rangers and Kings. Uh, Then we're going to look ahead to Wednesday's slate, the night before American Thanksgiving, which features 15 games. And for that slate, we're going to just kind of give our general thoughts on the matchup. If we have them, we'll guess it to where the price is, where the market will open, etc. So just bear with us on that. We just wanted to give you something actionable for that monster slate. And with the holidays jamming it up, it was tough to to record for, for Wednesday. So uh, we'll start with our favorite underdogs for Tuesday and Wednesday. And once again, just a reminder, we'll kind of just be throwing out what, what we think these prices will be guessing as best we can. We are pretty in tune with this, and we're, we're pretty good about it. I'll let you start, though. You have two teams, both of which, after kind of dips in form, are starting to surge up the standings. Yeah, so I like the Calgary Flames. They've burned us on this show specifically before, but followers of mine will know we were big on them Saturday and that that paid off, although it wasn't a shootout. But the Flames are just, by any indication, due for a notable uptick in form. Over the last 11 games, they've played one of the hardest slates. All season, they've had the hardest schedule. We keep touching on this. I know Pittsburgh's still a tough matchup, but they played to an above 50% expected goals share at even strength, even through the, that incredibly tough matchup. That's been without Chris Tanev, who's really moving the needle at even strength, without Jonathan Huberto. Now the offense looks considerably deeper if Mike Krzyzewska can keep carrying a heavy load on the top line. Like if they're going to get this kind of play from him and keep Huberto on the third unit, that offers a lot of balance. So I think it's just a perfect spot to back them beat Penguins. I'm going to be riding Calgary a lot. And I think this is a great time to stick with that. They're probably going to be about plus 115 and I'm going to be pretty high on them at that price. That's the uh, Wednesday night puck drop 7 PM in Pittsburgh. I'll be with you on the flames. I, I think that generally they're just a buy team right now. As you talked about the signals are there for Calgary. Also a team just to keep 
in mind with with future prices too like we were really high on them coming into the season and the slow start shouldn't have changed our minds all that much for the flames my favorite underdog the ottawa senators they are going to be on the road in vegas on wednesday night we're going to see a big number i'm guessing it's going to be around you know 180 170 i like it at that number the senators have been all right five on five it's just defensive lapses pedestrian goaltending here and there has kind of doomed them to another slow start but the process is just much better. They have the offensive upside still showing up. I just think that we're looking at a, a situation where Vegas, like they did just lose in overtime. They're 7-2-1 over the last 10. So the market prices are just going to be way too high in Vegas. And we talk all the time about teams that punch up well. Last season, it was the Senators. And I think we're going to start, because of their slow start, we're going to start seeing some bigger prices on them. After the market was too high on Ottawa coming into the year, everyone got burned. And so naturally, it's going to dip. And you're going to get some good prices. We're back on the Sens, baby. The pesky, pesky Sens, hopefully. So Ottawa, for me, is my favorite dog. Yeah, I like the Sens as a dog as well. I'm definitely interested to see where that price opens. Ottawa have an expected goal differential of minus three. That's a lot better than any team near them in the standings. So hopefully that's going to lead to a better price than we should get here. The process has been really reasonable. Basically, they're winning big or losing small, which eventually they're projected points. It's a lot higher than it has been right now. So yeah, they're definitely undervalued. Their side will probably be looking to target. And you know, I don't really like them as a team. And I'm kind of happy with how things have gone, but they're not as bad as their record this far or thus far. Yeah. I mean, you, you just kind of take a peek around the standings, right? Like six, ten, and one the senators are. That's right up down at the bottom of, of the Eastern Conference. Uh they actually have the worst record of the East. They're right behind Buffalo, who's lost a hundred games in a row. Then uh Columbus, who we both think is terrible. So if you're going to see Ottawa priced in that tier, it's just going to tell you buy on this team. It'll be more pain more often than not, but the prices will be good. Just to quickly touch on that too. I'm not into blanket trends or anything like that, but as a rule, I, the East is a lot tougher. So Don't sometimes watching those matchups where it's East versus West, you, you can keep that in mind where we saw it a lot last year, a ton of teams had really good records versus the East or versus the West. If you can pick those spots effectively, sometimes you can get a better price because the, uh, you know, Vegas, whatever, they're 14 and two, something like that, dominating the West. Then you get a team that's bottom of the East coming in. Maybe they're closer than the records suggest. So could be a good time for that trend to kind of come into effect. There are five teams in the Western Conference right now above even goal differential. There's one team with an even goal differential, and then there's 10 in the red. It's uh, not very good. All right, let's talk about Tuesday night then. Like I said, two games. Uh, the first one is those Sabres. Like I said, they are absolutely reeling. It feels like just yesterday, people were wondering about, oh man, are they going to be the team in the Atlantic to challenge for a playoff spot? Don't think so. Eight in a row lost in Buffalo. All eight in regulation. So yikes. They're 7-11 on the season. A minus four goal differential though. So that tells you that they probably deserve a little bit better. They're taking a Montreal team. This game's a pick em. I would lean... This is going to sound funny because I'm going to talk on that to Habs later. I would lean towards Buffalo here because I think that we might get a plus number on them. I don't want to bet the Habs as a favorite basically ever. And like I said, the Buffalo process is just better than what their results have been. They're kind of, you know, like they're they're kind of what we expected them to be. I know Alex Tuck might not play and that's a that's a loss, but still their expected goal differential over the last 10 is, is above 50%. Montreal's is just below 50%. So it's these two teams are just pretty even to me. So if I'm going to get Buffalo at a plus number, even on the road, even after eight losses in a row, I think I'll be on the Sabres, which is something I rarely do. Yeah, I think it's a good spot to 
target them breaking the losing streak here the other game on tuesday night is a west coast contest the rangers are visiting the kings the rangers are a slight road favorite minus 115 the kings minus 105 the over under here is six uh it'd be rangers or nothing for me here they're playing better than their results show which is the exact opposite of what we saw from this team in the first half funny how things like that happen it is interesting though the rangers have lost more games than they've won they're nine six and four so six regulation losses four overtime losses so that tells you with those four overtime losses they're just not really getting the the right bounces here the goaltending from Shesterkin is starting to round into form, looking a little bit better than what he was earlier this season when he was just, you know, around nine, a nine fourteen goaltender. But, you know, we, he's going to get hot or it looks like he's about to get hot. Uh, so I think the Rangers as a slight favorite probably have some value in Los Angeles. Yeah, I like the Rangers. This is what I think is the best bet from tomorrow's lovely NHL slate. You know, a nice 1030 start out east for all you guys. But I think the Rangers are a strong play in this spot. I expect them to control more of the game. They're still going to have a, you have to see it as goaltending edge with Shesterkin in there, regardless of how it's gone thus far. And I just think it's a great spot to back the Rangers. They had to absolutely pour it on versus San Jose, but they finally got the breakthrough offensively. They do for better results. And I still believe in the guys they have up there to start pouring a couple more in like Chris Kreider, obviously it wasn't going to go like last season, but now he's getting the exact reverse. I think he leads the league and expected goals for at this point, which is absolutely crazy. So yeah, I, I think Rangers are starting to get a little undervalued. They're the better side than the Kings. And I like them to get the win here. All right. Uh, let's, Turn our attention now to Wednesday. We'll go through these as quickly as we can, because like I said, we're going to be guessing at the prices, taking educated guesses. I will start with 7 p.m. puck drop in Minnesota between Winnipeg and the Wild. The Jets, man, they're hilarious. 10-5-1 on the season, plus eight goal differential, still doing what they normally do, break even in terms of expected goals or whatever. But you know, this is the Rick Bonus team. They've, they've only allowed 38 goals in those 16 games. That's absurd for a team that was leaking scoring chances of goal last year i wonder where this number is going to open because i would bet winnipeg i know the wild have played better they've sort of stabilized and look more like that five on five team that we've grown used to seeing over the past few years under dean evison but i just think that connor hellebuck and the jets offense even without ehlers makes them a, a team that punches up pretty well so if Winnipeg is a, is a is a decent price, like 125 plus 125, I'll, I'll be interested here. Yeah, I don't think I'll have a play on this one. I completely see your angle. It's scary to fade Hellebuck. I do think at 10-5 on the Jets are one of the more overrated sides in the league. I found out the hard way they've got a passionate fan base. I still think they're due for regression and that moving forward, their record isn't going to be, they're going to be winning games at that level. Yeah, that it's a, it's a classic kind of situation with the Jets where like last season, they, they put it, they were, putting up these kind of metrics and their record showed it a couple seasons before that they were playing above it. But this is, you know, this is just what this team does. It's really And funny. to be fair, like Hellebuck is one of the three best goalies in the world. I'd yeah. say he's one of the only guys who's consistently dominated year in and year out. There's such a short list of goalies that are good season after season. And he's clearly one of them. So that's always a bit of a tough factor to gauge. And like Vesna wise, I think he's right in the mix. I looked today, he's plus 1100 on some sites. And he's, if they're going to continue to be good, it's going to be because of Hello Luck. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, why I kind of think that they punch up well. I think we'll see a pretty good price on them uh, on Wednesday and Hello Buck just gives them that platform to, to pull upsets from, especially against Minnesota, who, whose goaltenders are 
all over the place, especially with Flurry on the shelf. Arizona and Carolina, 7 p.m. Oh, I'm I'm on the we're recording this on Monday. I'm on the Coyotes against the Predators. I will not be on the Coyotes against the Hurricanes unless this price truly gets out of hand. We could the Coyotes close plus four twenty-five when they were on the road in Toronto. I'd be surprised if we see it get that high, but I mean it would take like you know the three seventy plus three seventy for me to 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 consider it here. You know, I, I, at that point, I won't be able to help myself. Yeah, like Carolina could be one of the biggest favorites of the season in this spot. I think they'll be top five biggest favorites we've seen. I've been loving the shot parlays for people with those options. I think playing one on Carolina in this spot will be awesome. Brent Burns over on shots, whatever it is. It's always it's obviously going to be odds dependent, but typically the sports books don't actually adjust enough for matchups. And in this spot, I think we should see Carolina get 40 plus shots. So they're going to have some attractive player props to target for sure. But price wise, yeah, it's, I don't think there'll be much value with care. I don't know. I don't think I'll just be looking for a side on this. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on uh, on Nick in in the action app, Nicholas K Martin. All one word to see what players he picks for his uh, shot prop parlay against the Coyotes on Wednesday night. See what we can get for the whole team over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Bruins and Panthers in in a little bit of a heavyweight matchup. Also 7 p.m. puck drop in Florida. The Bruins are just an absolute train right now. Every time that they, they collect a win. I was in Florida and the wedding I was at was for my wife's best friend. They're from Boston, huge Bruins fans everywhere, you know, a gaggle of them. And I was explaining to them how I thought I was going to be coy and and bet the Bruins around this time of the year when all the players got healthy and I'd get a good number. And it's just looking stupider and stupider every day. Plus 38 goal differential, 75 goals scored, 37 against, 16 and two on the season. The Bruins are, they've played 11 games at home. They've won 11 games at home. They're five, two and oh, away from home. I actually think Florida as an underdog, if we get it, or even as a pick 'em, worth it, because the Panthers have been playing pretty well. I thought. I mean, they they have an even goal differential, sixty four scored, sixty four against, nine eight and two on the season. But I've been what I've been impressed with is like their kind of game management is probably the best way I can put it. Looks better than it was even when they were rolling last year, and they're they're still tilting the ice in the right direction generally. Oh. They're playing better defensively, but I just think that they're they're kind of going through some like kind of growing pains under Maurice maybe a little bit, and that should pay off in the long term because I think one of their weaknesses that we saw in the playoffs was that high risk high reward style. Like they just never abandoned it, and and there are times when you have to. This time around, it looks like they're almost tilting the other direction. They're they're learning how to play, how to manage you know a one one game in the third period, etc. You're going to need to do that against the Bruins. So I, I think the Panthers here are going to be worth a bet. I'm expecting them. The, the Bruins are what pick them against the Lightning on the road on uh, Monday night. So we could see it right around that same price, maybe a little bit shorter on the Bruins, but I'll be likely on the Panthers. Yeah, and you touched on one angle that's absolutely insane. The Panthers having a near even goal differential. Like for every time I've watched this team, they're absolutely tilting the ice. Nothing's gone in offensively, but they're going to start to score at a much higher clip last year covering or playing their puck lines was an unreal angle. I think that's going to be a profitable trend moving forward when they start to fill the net the way we know they're going to. So I agree there. The process has looked fine. They're actually for a team that I was low on entering right. the season. I think they're currently undervalued for sure. They're playing really good hockey and pucks just really aren't going in yet, but they're, we know they're going to start to fill the cage at a 
a very high rate. And there's one game that I looked at this week. I think I'm going to like them a lot versus the blues, the blues D still a little shaky back there. So I know we're not going to get to listeners again. That's a spot that I think we could really see the Panthers, uh, start to fill the cage again. Yeah. I think it was Daniel Tarasov for the blue jackets the other night with 47 saves to steal a five, three win for the Blue Jackets against the Panthers. We already touched on Calgary and Pittsburgh. We'll touch on Montreal and Columbus in a little bit. St. Louis on the road in Buffalo. The Sabres will be on a back-to-back against the Blues here. The Blues are surging. They're, oh, I mean, we, what an odd start to the season. We don't know what they'll do on Monday night, but 3-0, and lose, what, six in a row, or lose eight in a row, win six in a row. This is, who the hell knows with this team. I don't want to back them as a big favorite. I'll tell you that right away. Like, no thank you. So this will likely be a pass for me with Buffalo on the back-to-back, and the, I don't think the price will get there. Yeah, I'm hoping to get on the over here. If we can get the over six and a half, that close to plus money, I like that. I still think this Blues team should be strong towards the over. They're not going to be strong defensively, but they're going to offensively, they're going to finish chances at a high rate. So I think this is one where I can see them allowing three or four to Buffalo, but they should score themselves. And I just, that's an angle I want to target moving forward that the blues are more likely to be a strong offensive team, but more of a weaker defensive team. Even if to this point, that's kind of in the exact opposite of how their game totals have looked. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most, when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Maple Leafs will take a trip to New Jersey to take on the oh, Devils. sorry, and actually, you know what? Before we move on, let's just talk about that Blues-Caps game from Thursday, <laughs> which was an absolute joke. I almost broke my TV a couple of times. The Caps fought so hard, to t- and I know we made that one of the plays of the day, so I'm just going to... The Caps fought so hard to tie that up. The shots were 54 to 24, and they looked. the game looked that bad. I was so pumped on the Capitals' comeback. I thought it was going to be one of my favorite wins of the season. And then they lose in a shootout. They get a lead in the shootout, and Manta blows up the stick. Everything about that was absolutely terrible. I was having a fit. So we'll put that out there on this Blues team, that I think that win was... <laughs> outrageous and i'm i'm still bitter about that jordan biddington ladies and gentlemen i don't know maybe he's stopped since now he's stopped bumping goalies he's starting to find his form a little bit as well what was it he had a that great performance against the knights and since then it's the, the blues have looked better all right let's talk now about the leafs and devils like i said toronto's gonna be on the road at the rock and we are recording this on monday before the devils winning streak comes to an end against the oilers the leafs are playing the islanders on monday night 
these two teams played a, a pretty tight contest in Toronto. The Devils ended up taking it in overtime. The the Leafs in a, in a in a funny twist are playing okay, five and five relative to what you'd expect. Like when you looked at their five and five numbers last year, they were dominant, one of the best teams in the league, uh, tilting the ice and pushing play in the right direction. This year, it's like they're good, they're above average, but it's not where you'd expect from them. They're like you know tenth to thirteenth in in those metrics but they're getting great goaltending matt murray's back and has been playing well he's he's getting the night off on monday so it'll likely be him but the devils have just they continue to be an elite five on five team uh let's see where i mean if the leafs are plus 115 i think they're worth a bet i'm expecting they'll be a slight dog which is kind of scary to think about considering where these two teams came in before the season you know, but if it does get to 115, I'd, I'd be in on Toronto. Yeah, it's funny for all the talk around the Leafs this year. I would say they've had one of the least discussion-worthy starts in the league. Like, they've been pretty good, not insanely elite, like not like Boston or second in the Atlantic, which is probably around where most people kind of thought they'd be. And I just, they've been strong, but not amazing. And versus New Jersey, I think it's kind of just a pass for me. I'll actually probably be shifting to rooting for the devils because I'm starting to get pretty pumped on the New Jersey president's trophy futures, which, you know, now I'm just cheering for Boston losses, New Jersey wins, <laughs> Vegas losses. Cause I think those are actually alive. So we'll see. It should be a really good game. Chances are I would lean towards Toronto. Like you say with the prices, but that are a pass. Like I said, I'm going against the Nashville Predators on Monday night with my beloved Arizona Coyotes. On Wednesday night, those same Preds will take on the Detroit Red Wings on the road. Nashville's numbers still look pretty wonky uh, over the last 10 there. They're still, you know, uh, uh, in the red in terms of, you know, expected goals and play driving metrics like that. And what's bad about that is that the Predators don't have the they have a couple high end players for sure, but like they don't have the skill level to if they are getting pummeled in terms of where they're having the ice tilted in the wrong direction to paper over that. So I don't believe in the, in the Preds. I know we both don't believe in the Red Wings, and I know you like Nashville here, but I just don't think I'll be able to get there. Yeah, I'll say I like Nashville with the heavy asterisks because this is one of the ones I was least confident in predicting the line. Like I was hoping yeah. Nashville maybe plus 120. They were closer than I thought they would have been with Tampa price-wise this weekend. So it kind of just depends. I know Detroit have had a strong start. They're at home here. So I was hoping that maybe odds makers will, or even just that people will move the line towards a number where Nashville are, are valuable. Because I think we will see the public heavy on, on uh, Detroit in this spot. So around plus 120, I'll definitely be interested in the Preds, but we'll see. It wouldn't absolutely shock me to see odds makers kind of realize that Maybe Detroit haven't been that good. Yeah. And that this this is a closer game than some people might think. Also on Wednesday night, the Edmonton Oilers will spend their big Wednesday on Long Island, taking on the Islanders at UBS Arena. I should be in the building. The Islanders are a funky team as well. I don't think we've learned anything about this team other than we know that they're going to get good goaltending. They're scoring at a clip, a better clip than we've seen out of them in, in years past. Matt Barzell finally scored. Uh, of course, I wasn't on it that night, but yeah, he so he scores the gooses off his back. So Oilers versus Islanders could end up being a real seesaw back and forth. You don't want to bet overs in terms in games with Ilya Sorokin, but with the way Stuart Skinner is going, I'm assuming we'll see him again. He's playing Monday night. We'll see if he, he gets a second start on this trip. 
if it's Skinner and Sorokin, I'd assume that this number will be worth backing the over because the way that these defenses are going and the goaltending, even with the goaltending behind them with Skinner and Sorokin, it's, I think it's going to be a pretty high event. Yeah. And that's kind of just Oilers hockey when they're playing a decent team, like their defensive numbers are horrible. And the thing about the kind of goals dry settle and McDavid score and create, like they generate so many chances that no goalie's going to save. Like there's a lot, I think Vegas are a good example with them allowing four to the Oilers. There's so many chances that it's like, what is the goalie supposed to do on that? Obviously dry settle and McDavid are unreal at passing through the seams. They're great at finishing off everything. So I think that's a, kind of a relevant narrative for this game. And I actually, I lean Oilers, but we'll see where the number opens. I think the Oilers are a very flawed side, but it could be a good spot for McDavid and Dreisaitl to pull a lot of weight and and hopefully put a couple pucks in the net. Your Washington Capitals are hosting the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, this one's on TNT, a national game between two teams uh, that are, I would, you know, the Flyers are playing hard and they're, I shouldn't say they're struggling because you know, considering well, they've lost six. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're, you they're, can say they're struggling. Yeah. But it's like, I, I, when you look at like their overall record, seven, seven and four, I know they're, they're like two and two, five and three in their last 10, something like that. So yeah, they're struggling, but like, this is what we expected out of them. Uh, the capitals, meanwhile, seven, 10 and three, uh, they need to start getting points together. Is this a time where you kind of just back them to, blow a you know a lesser opponent out the out the building yeah i'm hoping for a decent number on the three-way line with the caps if they can get something around minus 135 minus 130 i'll be pretty interested especially if the capitals get some guys back orlov and oshi are both close it sounds like oshi's most likely gonna play so if they can get some guys back i think it's a good spot to snap the skid and the last couple games have been more respectable the colorado game got ugly but i still thought they were in with a shot five on five and played pretty well they just kind of, they didn't finish. The Avs did. That's kind of the whole game. But still, I think the Caps are a little better than their record right now. And this is a good spot for them to finally win a game. 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Blackhawks visiting the Dallas Stars. I have absolutely nothing here. I just, you know, you'll see a big number on Chicago. Uh, not a team that I really want to get involved with. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. The Rangers will be on a, a back-to-back. They'll do the Los Angeles two-step the Hollywood hustle head to Anaheim. The Rangers will be a pretty big favorite here, even on the back-to-back, even on the road. Our thoughts on the Ducks, have they changed much? No, the Ducks are not really good. So even though we'll probably see Yarrow Halak, and like I said, it's a bad scheduling spot for the Rangers. The Ducks have been bad. I know they've played a lot more games on the road. I think they played 11 on the road and just seven at home. Uh, it's still uh, just not a team. I like the Blackhawks. I'm not looking to get involved with the with this underdog, there's some some other ones I will always money on, on on the slate, not the one with a minus 30 goal differential in 18 games. Yeah, I'll probably even like the Rangers. This is a game too. Maybe I'd like the Ducks more if the Rangers were like nine and one over their last 10. They were absolutely rolling. Maybe they beat the Kings, you know, the night before and then head into this one a little cocky, not quite ready to go. I think in this spot, New York, they're going to need the points. And if especially if, you know, I shouldn't even say especially. Regardless of how it goes, I expect them to just come in and control far more of the play. The Ducks are horrible. They're yeah. like, there's, I, it looks so bad on so many nights. I don't even know what to say about the Ducks, but chances are I think the Rangers will still be a decent play in this spot. Yeah, you basically need like a C-plus effort from the Rangers to get a win out of this one. We already talked about Ottawa and Vegas. We both like the Sens. 
the Sharks and the Kraken. So San Jose is becoming an interesting team. That is not something I expected to say. I think if you ask me, give give me one lock in terms of like a, a narrative bet before the season started, I would say that San Jose just is the least interesting team from a betting perspective in the season. Over the last 10 games, they're plus 31 in terms of high danger chances at five on five. They are about you know, 53% in terms of expected goals percentage. They're playing pretty decent stuff. <laughs> I just yeah. I, I I can't believe it. I I mean, it, this was not what I expected to be saying. So I think that they're a little dangerous here. I know we like Seattle, and I know Seattle's you know their numbers have have looked good for for most of the season, and they seem consistent. They're deep. They're one of the few teams in the West with that positive goal differential, seven two and one over the last ten. You're going to get a good number on the Sharks against the Kraken here, and and we know that with the Kraken goaltending, and we know with with their lack of you know high end game breaking talent, like they're. Margin Ferrer is pretty thin. Uh, and if San Jose can keep pushing the puck in the right direction, they've got a chance here. Yeah, I love the Kraken. And it's I think it's still just going to be Sharks or pass. Chances are Seattle will be like minus 155, minus 165. Yeah. Like, like yeah, I, I highly doubt there'll be much value with the Kraken in this one. And, and I think it will end up being a closer game than a lot of people would expect. All right, our last one to talk about before we get to top shelf bets is the Canucks. They're traveling to Colorado. Uh, Vancouver, man, it's just weird. It's so weird. I actually wouldn't hate a look on the the abs like alternate line here because you can't back Vancouver. You just they've won two in a row, but this is what they've been doing, right? They'll like collect a win or whatever, and then another win, or they'll lose in overtime. You're like, oh, maybe they're starting to turn a corner, and then they just don't because they're way too flawed. So if if people are going to almost bet into that narrative that maybe the Canucks are starting to surge. You might get a, a fun number on uh, Colorado and like minus one and a half or minus two and a half. So that would be what I'm looking at. It'll, it'll likely be a pass for me here in the, in a late puck drop. Yeah. The Canucks are one of the hardest teams to project right now. They've got pretty strong power play. Some nights looks like it's very capable of stealing a lot of games, starting to trend and inform. There's a lot of talent there. Demko is supposed to be good, but he hasn't no, been, been good bad. at all. But he's been so bad. I also don't really want to, fade him at a massive number so yeah probably just one where i won't be looking to get involved prior to the puck drop uh all right with that we will get into uh top shelf bets our favorite bets for tuesday and wednesday before thanksgiving top shelf where mama hides the cookies my bet will my favorite bet will likely be the montreal canadians unless something surprising happens they're on a back-to-back they're in columbus so i'm thinking we'll get a decent number considering montreal closed uh as a slight slight underdog in columbus just last week um, if we get plus number on Montreal against a Columbus team that still can't defend, they're still so thin on the back with all the injuries. I know Kent Johnson's back. The goaltending you can't trust against a team like Montreal that, yeah, sure, they've got their own flaws to work out, but they can score. So I think that they should be able to match up well with Columbus, a team that doesn't defend well on the rush. That's what Montreal does. Uh, that's what keeps them in game. So give me the Habs uh, as what will likely be a slight underdog in Columbus on Wednesday night. What is your favorite bet for these 17 games that we've talked about? So out of the 17 games, we already touched on it, but my best bet, I'm going to go with the Rangers to beat the Kings. I think that they're just better than their record. They're better than the Kings getting them in uh, as a slight pick them here with what should be a Schuster can start who obviously adds a, a whole, whole other layer to them. And, it, and they, they shouldn't even need elite goaltending this game. I expect them to control more of the play. So I think as a, a pick them in this one, they're great. It's a great price. I'm high on the Rangers. So 
We already broke it down, but I'll stick with that play here. With that, we bring to close another episode of Line Change. A reminder, we will not have an episode on Thursday. It's American Thanksgiving there. I don't think there are any games, so we'll take that one off, and we'll see you again next Tuesday. Until then, for Nick Martin, I'm Michael Yuoff, wishing you best of luck and happy holidays if you are an American listener.